doors, close the door. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock the door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, gonna stay up late. Yeah, I don't know why it's... Hey, baby, I wanna play house with you. Baby, 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 oh, like baby, 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 oh. (laughs) Nicholas and I were talking about how much I fucking hate Justin Bieber, and he goes, oh, name one song. And as he says that, I'm singing, if I was your boyfriend, (laughs) I'd never let you go. (laughs) I only know a few songs, but I am obsessed with... The eeny meeny miny with eeny eeny meeny with Sean Kingston that he did. Oh, I know nothing about them. <sighs> it was good. It's a good one. That's the only one that I listen to. Well, I'm glad that you like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, uh, one more. Do you remember okay. this one? Listen, listen, okay, listen. <laughs> Listen, where's my fucking phone? Cinema. I love M two M. You do? Yeah. When I was a kid, I loved listening. Shit. She sounds like a little mouse. Okay. <laughs> the nineties. For your birthday, I almost bought a book that said it was the nineties, and it was nothing but nineties pulp culture <laughs> and major <laughs> events around the world because it was the nineties. Just a few weeks ago, we're laying in bed and we were talking about fucking I don't even know what, and I was like, oh, like let me tell you about M. I I, I kept calling them M and M. It's M2M. M2M. And he goes, there is no fucking way there's a band called M&M and I'm missing out on it. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So I look it up and of course it's not M&M, it's M2M. Yeah. And it was the the very first CD that was ever gifted to me was, I. so for Christmas I got a CD player with headphones. I'm pretty sure back then they called it Walkman. Oh, yeah. Because you could, you know, put portable. Walk with it. Walk with it. (laughs) Right. You can walk with it like the fucking dog. And, oh, and um, the first CD that that someone gave me to go along with this um, Walkman was uh, a CD from the Pokemon movie. Okay. And it had two tracks. One was the fight between Mew and Mewtwo, the orchestra. Okay. And then the other song was that. No way. Yes. And I... I thought I was hot shit because I was like, you don't even know me. <laughs> and I went searching for that song. I went oh searching God. for them on Spotify. And that track is older than what it says in Spotify. Yeah. But they re-released it on a new album a couple of years ago. And I gave it a heart. And I listened to that in the motherfucking gym today. Did you? Yes. This actually was not from the 90s. It was from 2000. So pretty close. I can't. I'm so happy that we lived the exact same life. I do. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, we don't own any of the rights to any of those songs. No. But what we do own are our names and our pronouns. 
My name's Jaren. My name's Lars. And we're your hosts of Typically Divergent Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. We're reunited and it feels, feels real good. So good. And we're in a brand new room. We, we're in a new room. <laughs> um, while Lars was on vacation, we, Nicholas and I, moved the rooms around upstairs. For some reason, just the volume of things right now is not sounding right in my headphones. So um, I'm doing a everything i can to like <laughs> i know i'm like flicking that thing right there flicking the bean yeah, flicking the bean. so i'll i mean at like every episode i'll run this through the ai filter thing to equal balance shit out because again like i don't have access to i don't have any understanding of sound engineering so we sound really quiet when I'm listening, but I know like when you guys hear this, it doesn't sound quiet. So like if be there's loud and proud. Yeah. So if there's like a moment where it gets really loud, I apologize. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't I move I, I looked at Lars and I was like, I probably fucking broke this. Like with my luck, I move everything <laughs> around and now it, things are not acting right. So Oh, interesting. I hope nothing's wrong with that hole. <laughs> Sound like we're gonna get married. Yeah. That sounds just like her. Sounds that is pretty good. Tell me who's the prettiest of them all. Mirror, I wish. I, anyway, I, I'm sorry. I know. You got very sidetracked with that. I'm so happy that you knew who they were. Yeah. You're like, I'm M2M. And I was like, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Let us know if any of y'all listen to M2M. You've been old enough. <laughs> I was going to say, you have to be yeah. millennial or older. You've got some arthritis at this point. <laughs> some back aches. Yeah. Some sort of serious trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably queer. You remember 9-11. Yeah. Anyway, hey everybody. <laughs> we're again, s- we're back. We're, we're together. Back. It's been two yeah. weeks. Guess who's back? Three weeks. Back no. Again. Has it really been that long? <sighs> well, maybe it has been three weeks. I don't fucking know. This has been a long ass time. Um, I told Lars, I was like, I really enjoyed my time off from us not doing the work of recording, but also like I really fucking missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell the people where you went on your trip? Sure. Okay, I went. You go? I went to Hohenwald, Tennessee. Okay. It's a l- tiny city in Tennessee where Meriwether Lewis of the Lewis and Clark expedition mm-hmm. is buried. And I had a feeling that this was going to happen. Yep. And I was right. Sure um, were. It was a ton of fun. It's a place that I've wanted. I mean, it's a serene, peaceful place because it's a cemetery. Right. But um, I've wanted to go to this place for years. Mm-hmm. We weren't there for very long, but it was just enough to pay our respects uh-huh. and to kind of read up on some of the th- artifacts that they had there. We camped at Hurricane Mills, Tennessee, which is 45 minutes away mm-hmm. from the cemetery. Okay. We would just get into the Jeep and then we would just go wherever that we needed to go. Jenny's dad, I almost said Jenny's husband. <laughs> Jenny's dad owns this Jeep. And if anybody knows anything about Jeep people, they have those fucking rubber ducks 
in their windshield. Yeah. And Jan has this, I thought it was uh, like a cowboy hat because it was so big sitting on the, on the hood <laughs> of this Jeep. And I was like, oh, wow. Uh, look at that duck. Yeah. Uh, leave it, it to Jan wanting. Duck. He just wants everything bigger and better. Yep. Um, Same. But apparently Hurricane Mills, Tennessee, is where like Loretta Lynn like grew up. Okay. The country singer Loretta Lynn. Okay. We didn't get to see any things that she had because she had like um her ranches there. Um we didn't get to go there, but I kept seeing like a billion billboards about it. But we also went to the Nashville Zoo, which is super close mm-hmm. to where we were camping as well. And would not recommend. No. No. It was like a four out of ten. It was created. Because there was a family that owned a plantation on the land. Okay. And after they died, which was pretty recent, it was like in the 80s, 70s mm-hmm. or 80s, when they died in their will, it said that the the land around that plantation had to be used for some sort of conservation. Okay. So the city of Nashville built a zoo. But the zoo is not cute because not only is there a fucking plantation on it, right? <laughs> but um, it's just like a bunch, it's a lot of land of just like plants mm-hmm. and like scenery rather than a lot of animals okay there's probably only maybe five exhibits oh and there it's a huge piece of land that's really sad yeah <sighs> so would not recommend it was great well i'm glad that you had a really nice time it was very nice to de- decompress also to disconnect from a lot of technology even though that we had the rv mm-hmm. but we cooked every meal on a cast iron in cast iron on a fire uh-huh. and that was really really fun that's great i was gonna make a joke about like did you all use like pig intestines for condoms did you use <laughs> all the things that we talked about right. in last week's episode right. i'm like oh did you guys do any of that stuff was that nice <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, it was nice. And while Lars was gone, I turned 32. Yeah. And my Instagram account for my business got hacked. (sighs) So if anybody listens or follows or fucking whatever, um, (laughs) at Hair Designs by Marco, um, literally spelled out exactly how it is spelled, spelled out exactly how it sounds. um, Do me a favor and go report that page because I can't get into it now. They blocked my IP address. Oh, on man. my on my phone, so like I can't go into our podcast account to view the hair account, and oh, so man. I was like, "Well, happy birthday to me!" <laughs> getting hacked like an old, getting hacked like a grandpa, like a boomer. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was nice. And then um, we've had some big, interesting changes happening here um, on our end of the show. Out of respect for the parties involved, I can't say too much, but what I am going to say, are you okay if I tell them now? Sure. So Lars and I had a conversation and um, we are going to take, we are doing a little bit of rebranding with the show. Um, we are going to be taking uh, a month off so we can kind of regroup, focus on um, our mental health focus on some things that we need to take care of that are not a part of the show. And we're going to, the plan is we're going to take a month off and then we're going to give you guys 25 more episodes and then take another month off and then do 25 more episodes until we get to a point where 
things may change where we can do weekly episodes again, but um, Jaren needs some time off. Again, I can't really tell you guys about what's going on. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I like I'm alive. I have a place to live. Everything's good. Nobody's hurt, but I uh, I need a little bit of time off. So next week's episode is the Halloween episode, and that will be our the show's one year anniversary. That'll be Lars's 25th episode on the show. And so it just seems kind of convenient to like wrap things up, do a full circle. Um, and we're going to do 25 episodes at a time. Um, so if you want to help us out, please like, subscribe, comment, follow, give us a rating. Oh my God, please, please, please rate us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you find us on your, wherever you're streaming us and tell your friends. Yes. And send us your stories or just direct message us. Just hype us up a little bit if you could, because we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Um, but next week's episode, we are going to be doing ghost stories and um paranormal encounters with whatever, anything that's spooky related, because it is going to be the Halloween episode and the anniversary episode. So if you have a ghost story, uh, we would love to read them on the show next week. Yeah. Um, Anything that may have happened to you personally or yes. maybe something that happened to a friend or a family member or even or a popular story that maybe you heard growing up that you love to tell or oh, yeah. like maybe as a kid mm-hmm. that you really like to listen to, like to be spooky or to get scared. Yeah. If you guys want to send those in, you can send that into typicallydivergentpod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be reading those next week. Or you can send them on the social meds. Yes. Instagram or TikTok. Yes. Or Facebook. But don't fucking ask me if I want to be a part of a group for clothing. Because <laughs> I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> when they messaged me, they sent it. And then they waited a couple hours. And then it said, do you mind? And I said, I do mind. <laughs> I do mind very much. Thank and you. And I like went off on them. But. <sighs> so. <laughs> and Laura turns 34 tomorrow. Tomorrow. 10, 2089, bitch. <laughs> and I work, but. After I go to work, I'm going to go to a pumpkin patch. <gasps> I fucking love pumpkin patches. Mm-hmm. I love having sex in pumpkin patches. When did that happen? Whenever Damn. Nicholas and I were together the first time. <laughs> that is wild. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> Every time that we go now, he's like, are you expecting sex? I'm like, listen, I'm not expecting <laughs> it, but I am going to tell you that like, if something happens, it happens, and that'd be really fun. Well, if you guys are feeling up to it, you can come, come along. What time are you going tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get off at 1230, so like whenever. Okay. I work until six. It's going to be dark. You guys, it's getting dark so early. Hi. I kind of like it. Oh, I'm happy if you're happy. I, I'm i like, mm, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, can't do it anymore? We haven't even gotten to the darkest part of the day, the year. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I can't. <laughs> I, can't. I, don't, I don't want to. I'm an American. I don't have to understand anything. <laughs> but um, November 5th is daylight savings time. We need for... to just stop that. We're not a bunch of farmers trying to get by anymore. No. I mean, there are still farmers yes. that make a living that way, but correct, they can just get up when they need to. <laughs> Why does it have to include all of us? 
Why does the rest of the world have to fucking follow that? And we don't travel by carriage anymore. <laughs> I mean, Unless the Amish, Amish do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Amish do, but like, there's flashlights and shit. Horse and buggies. Yeah, they got cell phones these days. It's they're so like, Don't let them fool you. <laughs> don't, don't let them fool you. Yeah, they're just, they live off their own land and they build their own houses and they don't pay their taxes. And it makes me slightly jealous, but I have running water, electricity, and a toilet. So like, I am great. Oh, and also like, nobody, nobody fucking come for me. Okay. Because I grew up across the street from the Amish. I lived in the Amish community. They, um, I was gonna say they raised me. They, they babysat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually, that's the, that's the truth. You guys, I'm actually from the Amish. My parents aren't even my parents. Um, I ran away from, I left the community at 18 and moved in with John and Kim and took their last name. Um, no, but they, <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah, when you saw me in high school, that wasn't really me, that, wasn't that really was me. somebody else. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I mean, they babysat us in the summer. So like, fuck, that's my, wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. My, we had, we had a landline in the garage so that they could come over and use our phone whenever they needed to. My dad was the, was the township. You never trustee. told me this. Yeah. My dad was the township trustee. And so like we, every Saturday for a certain amount of time, a certain time out of the year, we would basically be like a licensed branch for their horse and buggies. And like, we would sit there and register their plates and like, I would pass them out and it would happen in this old rundown school that was only used a couple times out of the year. And there was like some ice cream in the freezer and mm. cheering us some ice cream. <laughs> and then we would also have to like go out to their homes and like measure their stuff for taxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was. I, I did have some encounters with the Amish when I was younger, when, when dad was the store manager at uh, Maysville. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, um, Maysville Meyer. That's where we used to go. He would do business with them because mm-hmm. we would. They would occasionally buy produce. Yeah, from them, mm-hmm. and we got invited to a barn party. Do you know one the last time. name of the family that you no, were invited to? I don't to? remember. Okay, this is really just a blurb in my memory. Okay, but I remember going to these barn parties, and I remember there being a lot of alcohol. Uh huh. Oh, and they always would God. preach that they don't drink, but they do. They oh, they love their yeah. alcohol. <clears throat> yeah. So yes. Oh my God, we we might have been you never crossing know. paths. <laughs> Maybe I saw you at that barn party. I know. Well, did you ever go to a barn party? Hell yeah! Are you kidding me? Yeah. Every time somebody was getting married or having a baby or <laughs> their their Dobermans were having puppies, we were always over at their fucking house. I remember the children, we were running around and we went up into the barn and we were like up at the top, like where the, the hay, the Mm -hmm. hail, the hail, the The hay hay was. Yeah. And Rosemary, who was the Wiggies, um, one of their daughters. So, um, (laughs) Rosie, Rosie came upstairs and was like, Hey, you kids, you need to get out of here. And like, I was so upset. I was so upset that like she got mad that we were up in the the hay area that I went home and I took a shower and cried in the shower and I screamed. I this hate Amish lady yelled at me. <laughs> I was like, I hate. I remember sleeping in the shower and I was like, I hate you, Rosemary. Oh and like my... my mom was like, Oh my god, Jared, just like let it go. <laughs> I was like, now she yelled at me. 
Because back then, you know, like the only people that raised their voices at me were my parents. Yeah. And it was weird for have, having somebody else yell at me. But it was like me and a bunch of other kids. Yeah. Like, no, I took on the responsibility because I was I'm the only non You're like, it's my fault we got yelled <laughs> yeah. at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Amish living. <laughs> How do we even get here? Uh, um, the Amish. I have no fucking idea. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> how's your mental health? How's your head? I'm doing really good. Okay, that's great. <laughs> it's definitely helped not having to go to school. Yeah. Or having to do homework and. Okay, good. Oh, I passed my class with a oh, B. Oh, that's right. Ugh. Um, great job. Thanks. But not having to worry about school and just going to work and going and coming home is just like, that's great. Yeah. That's, that's definitely helped my mental health. Good. And I'm taking the next part of fall off so i don't have to go back to class until january oh great i know i have a lot of time off i was gonna be like i'm so jealous but i'm not in school so it's not like it changes anything (laughs) for me my um success coach was like like are you gonna take the next next fall semester and i said um no holidays coming up i don't want to be working oh my God, no i don't want to be working 40 almost well 40 hours and then yeah on top of the 40 hours all of the extra stress that comes with holiday yeah and then having to worry about passing a class mm-hmm. i'm not doing that to myself yeah oh um so we have we have a listener request for an episode and that i i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now that will be the first episode when we come back from our break so, Gracie, that one's going to be for you, babe. <laughs> yep. Um, miss you. Love you. Hope you and your hubby are doing well. So, um, I'm looking for a new career. If anybody out there knows of any leads where they are hiring for trade skilled labor, like a journeyman situation, um, holla at you, boy, because uh, I really don't care what it is. I just know that I want to work with my hands and I don't particularly really want to work directly with like a customer. But like if I have to every so often, sure. But uh, applied for a plumbing job. I'm going to go lay some pipe. Would you imagine, like, hi, my name's Jaren. Like, <laughs> I, I'm i a plumber Monday through Friday, and then I cut hair on Saturdays. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm here to fix your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, are you also looking for a new hairdresser? Because <laughs> your shower drain says that your hair has fallen out. <laughs> <laughs> Just this mental picture of you like working on a toilet and then the person <laughs> that you're helping is kind of nearby listening to you uh-huh. and you're just like hey, this is disgusting <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe they douched in this toilet fish fucking shit outside like a normal person <laughs> oh <laughs> speaking of normal persons yeah big vape on netflix a four four episode mini docuseries I would highly recommend because I have made jokes about people who <laughs> smoke e-cigs <laughs> and I I get it now. I understand the craze behind it was it was specifically about Jewel and the rise and fall oh, of it. Okay. I thought you meant the singer. I'm like These hands are These are my hands. My hands are so Yeah, because they're mine. <laughs>
<laughs> it was the nineties. You had to be there. <laughs> That's how she sounds. She was so like sweet. So, um, I would highly recommend it. It was a great docuseries. So yeah, e-cigs, um, you know, smoke a regular cigarette. (laughs) But, um, yeah, tech giants, Jewel. how's your mental health um you've experienced a lot of change so yeah i've been experiencing a lot of changes um and it has not been very peachy keen i've been doing lots of crying i cried at the gym again today at least you're crying Uh, yeah at least that's a good thing at least i'm crying my my head is shit right now i can't wait for our therapist to get her internet up and running so that I can speak to her. Yep. And I look forward to having a new career where I have health insurance again so that I can go back to weekly appointments. But today, um, something that did make my head feel better was when I called, oopsies, sorry. I called um, Dozer's vet to get a refill on his prescriptions to have those sent to Costco. And um, the woman that I spoke to, I normally usually interact with her when I go and call. And she's such a sweet woman. I love her so much. Cassandra, I know you don't listen, but I just want to like put that out there that you are amazing. I called her and she goes, why are you calling to have the prescription refilled? Why don't you just call Costco? And I, and I was like, well, I can't because I was told that I have to call you to have the refill sent out. And then they charge you. Huh? And then they charge you. And then they would charge me. And she goes, "Oh, I can, I can put refills on those for you." Oh. So the girl that I interacted with when I made the first phone call, she's not usually like ever in a really good mood when I talk to her. And yeah. when I talked to her about this, when she was the first one I spoke to about this, and she's like, "We're gonna have to charge you ten dollars every time that you call us because we have to go out there and call them." So when I spoke to Cassandra, she was like. I won't charge you for it today. I'm going to go ahead and put refills on your medications for dozer. And you can just call Costco from now on and they'll do the refills. And I was like, oh my God, oh, good thank for you so you. much. Yeah. And uh, dozer is going to be getting quite the load of medicine. No- nothing has like changed. It's just now that I'm spending so much less, I'm like, mm-hmm, let's go ahead and just stock up, buddy. So yeah, good thinking. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what's been going on. Nothing too exciting. Um, well, it's very exciting, but not the cute exciting. Right. It's adrenaline rushing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <sighs> so, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about your hands? My hands. <laughs> um, no. 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 Okay. No. So, what are we doing today? We're t- <laughs> Um, since like the last time we saw each other, I think we talked about sex. Yep. We're going to talk about sex again. Fuck yeah. We're going to talk about Victorian mm. sex. I think of harlots. Harlots was the 18th century. Okay. Victorian era is more 19th century. Okay. Or Victorian era is the 19th century. Okay. So, so I don't that means think of that... anything then. <laughs> I don't think okay. of anything. Um, I think... Uh, uh, is Bridgerton? 
That's 18th century. Okay. When I say 18th century, it's 1700s. Right. When it's 19th century, it's 1800s. 1800s. And then right. so on and so forth. Yeah. Right. So it's when Queen Victoria Queen Victoria was in power. Okay. In England. Okay. She was married to Prince Albert. Who had the first Prince Albert piercing. I found in my research that that's not true. Are you fucking kidding me? No. You mean to tell me that the internet <laughs> lied? You mean to tell me this whole time? This whole time? Um, parental pause. Skip five seconds. So you mean to tell me that when I had my Prince Albert, I thought that I was Hot royalty? Shit. Yeah. And no, it's not royalty yeah. at all? No. Okay, I'm fine. I'm really sorry. It's fine. It's just, you know... It just perpetuates the whole, like, you can't believe everything you see on the internet. You okay, That's true. Okay, parents, well, you can't read everything. that You can't believe everything you see on TV either. No. You can't. I just can't fucking believe shit. <laughs> everything is an illusion, and it's not real. That motherfucker! <laughs> Great. I am so happy to know that we're just in a simulation. We're The Sims. <laughs> <laughs> is that why it's called The Sims? Yeah, because simulation. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see my motherfucking eyes right now i had a conversation with a client about this today because you know, we were talking about uh I was, he he finished a video a video game that nicholas had started and i was like oh wow nicholas has like moved on from that like he stopped playing that for a bit he was playing something else he, whatever he was playing when you came him over yeah i was like it was very similar to like the sims but like i don't know if i told you this and i'm telling him that and i'm like i don't know if i told you this or not but like when i play the sims my goal is to make them just like fuck I don't care yeah. about anything else. And yeah. Nicholas was like, wow, like we play, we have completely two different um, gameplay styles. And I was, he was like, you know, I'm like trying to like build a house and a family. <laughs> You're trying to make and, him fun. I'm like, get back over here, bitch, and flirt with me. I, we need a woohoo over in the shower. Like, what else am I going to fucking make them do? Have children? <laughs> have a life why why would i watch why would i tell a computer simulated avatar there we go why would i make an avatar why would i tell an avatar to vacuum his house when i need to vacuum my own damn house right oh that reminds me i had my parents over to the house for the first time yeah it was so cute did they like it did they love it yeah good they need to (laughs) you hear that mom and dad (laughs) you need to love this house Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Victorian sex. Well, I'm. <laughs> I want to show you a picture. Bustles and I wanna, all. I want to show. Yes, I want to show you a picture, and I want you to tell me what you think of it. Okay. <laughs> is he sticking his finger up her butt? No, that is a dildo. Oh, those are dildos. Yeah. I didn't see his other hand. Those look like carrots. I know. Victorian porn. Okay. Great. So very sexually open. So explore. There is a lot of misconceptions about the victorian era okay so we were brought up to think that this was the time where everybody was sophisticated Mm -hmm. and it was very weird it was everything was really closeted and Mm -hmm. like in prudish okay everything was just kind of like you know you don't talk about those things no we don't talk about sex like we don't think about sex but it's actually the complete opposite okay so in the victorian times no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, is this when we have sexually transmitted diseases develop? Well, we've always had sexually transmitted diseases. So but, before this time. But yes, there was like, this is where you do see an increase. Okay. An influx. 
So the Victorian era was is basically is from nineteen or eighteen thirty seven to nineteen oh one because that was the reign okay. of like Queen Victoria. So that's just the reason why we call it the Victorian era is because just she was reigning she during was that queen. time. Okay. Yes. This is where we see society start to segregate men and women. Okay. And gender. So men were looked at as these strong, robust, like part of the family that took care of the home made the money was the bacon bringer yeah the person that just the breadwinner and when it came to women they were of course like you start to see more of the they need to be home and they need to be taking care of the home the domestication yeah and they should be very ladylike and they shouldn't be they shouldn't be shown like anything that could be vulgar in any way. Okay. So men had like this. Oh, like they're delicate flowers. Yeah, basically. Treat treat them like they're delicate. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. When specifically when we're talking about sex, it was okay for men to go out and explore and outside have, of the home. Yes. Okay. Like prostitute prostitution was a huge thing. Like okay. it kind of like boomed. Like it just was like prostitution. Like let's let's do it. Okay. And they were very free to do what they wanted to do and to explore and to kind of get ready for marriage. Women, on the other hand, were not allowed to do that. And there was a lot of manuals and pamphlets that were made okay, for women to like understand what sex was. On the surface level, when we hear about that and when we're taught that, we're, you know, we automatically think like, oh, then they must have abided by those rules. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Okay, There was lots of premarital sex happening. There was um, the Victorian porn that I showed you. Right. That took, like, that was a huge surge. So, like, the photographs, because the photographs are starting to really, like, come about. Oh, right, because you could take a photo quicker than what they had previously been, like. So, like, this is where we see an explosion of, like, daguerreotypes of, like, what, like I said, what I just showed you, like, of women naked with men. There was a lot of... um, photographs of even not bondage but like like whips mm. and well, there was some bondage i saw okay when i went through some of the photos there was some bondage um lots of like toys mm-hmm. lots of toy play um so major exploration yes major oh, exploration okay. it's really interesting to see how from the 18th century from the 1700s mm-hmm. it was more of like it was the enlightenment mm-hmm. so there was talk of this and there was some exploration and there wasn't really anything that was necessarily hindering there was no like facade okay the 18th century you could just do whatever you wanted to do like there was no like facade of like oh women have to do this and men have to do this okay victorian that's where we see the change again like with the genders and being separate like the men do this women do this so it became very what was happening behind closed doors was not being we, we just didn't see it okay so it's more of like a polite society now obviously from my research the the upper class was the ones that were writing about these things mm-hmm. and like being able to get their photographs taken yeah. and being able to purchase prostitutes uh-huh. um right because it, only of, of the upper class will always have money and access to the things that the other people below them right are not allowed to have access to right when I was doing the research on like, why do we like what ha- like what happened in the Victorian period that make people so polite or want to act polite? Mm-hmm. It was about whatever class that you were in, you 
would put on the facade of this is how you should act. Okay. Like each class all wanted to be the example of what that class should look like. Okay. So always, then we also have like that, the class warfare, like kind of like moving in. Mm, okay. Which is, which is kind of interesting because it does affect sex mm-hmm. and like how you get it and how you do it and like everything, like where it's coming from. Right. Um, I found a really good article. It's from Metro Lifestyle from the UK. Okay. And it's called Historical Sex, the Victorian Disease, Pornography, and Royal Sex Chairs. Royal it, Sex Chairs? Yes, because yeah. in that time when you had the royal family was very, very open about what they were doing in the bedroom. Okay. Prince um Prince Albert and Queen Victoria had like this reputation of being like really like very like open about what they were doing in the bedroom and like Queen Victoria would write these letters mm. about what she was doing specifically like with Prince Albert mm. and like they would just talk about it like out in the open out in public so like we start to get a lot of information about like what's happening like in the castle were his pants tailored to show off his bulge I don't know I can look it I can look it up no that's okay probably that's, that was <laughs> that was part of the information that was told to me about his about why the Prince Albert's called a Prince Albert was because the queen loved how endowed his package was and she wanted to show it off to all of the other people. And so his clothes were specifically tailored to enhance his genitalia and his, his gray sweatpants for all you millennials. I guess it would be the gray sweatpants thing. Mm, Yeah, basically. So specifics about sex during the era um this article kind of talks about some things that could happen like if you had sex Mm -hmm. or things that were like socially acceptable or things that were like really really common to see okay fear of disease made sex a dangerous activity Mm -hmm. so obviously like we talked about um last episode um is in the same vein you know there was things that we didn't know because science was not as advanced Mm -hmm. So, Victorians' attempt to squash sex- sexual urges were in some ways simply practical. Um, syphilis was seemingly everywhere in the mid-1800s. Not only was it disfiguring, it could affect your mental health and could also be passed down to your children. Although condoms did not exist, they weren't encouraged as they would be today. <laughs> Back then, STIs were often seen as punishment for loose morals. Uh-huh. The Goodyear factory began producing rubber condoms. In Wait, 18- Goodyear as in, like, Goodyear Tire? Yes. So Goodyear Tire has been around for a long ass time. For a long time. Mm-hmm. This is like this is like DuPont. <laughs> yes, bitch. Okay. Wow, good for them. I know. The Goodyear factory began producing rubber condoms in 1855 because up until now it was linen or sheepskin. Okay. And obviously linen's not going to help you. No. And that <laughs> that poor woman. Um and sheepskin obviously was the most effective because it would it's better the barrier. water would just roll off or the the semen would just, just roll right off roll right off there it wouldn't it wouldn't roll tide it wouldn't seep through anything <laughs> disgusting <laughs> and i swallow that's gross <laughs> sorry mom okay so with that said like like i said earlier we do see the influx of stds stis because there's just more just promiscuity happening. Right. You know, the Victorians were obsessed with masturbation. 
Okay. Good for that. Um, the given They're releasing that soul, their essence. They believe that not only was it safer sex, but um, they... Yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> But the array of devices designed to prevent the dreaded nocturnal, aka spermatoria. So there was a contraption that was called a four-pointed urethral ring, and it was for the treatment of masturbation. So Victorians, although that they were obsessed with it, it was looked to to be like very, very improper. Okay. Um, because in that time. Like, sex is only used for procreation. Very Catholic of them. Yeah. Um, so, there's a picture here. I don't know if you can see it very well, but it says, it's a four-pointed urethral ring baby. I can post this on the Instagram page, but it is, is... like the worst kind of cock ring I've ever it, seen. <laughs> it's, um, it's a ring, and it looks like it has fabric around it, and probably some sort of leather. And inside it, it has like four spikes. Um, this was to prevent masturbation. And this Fuck was yeah, for... Yeah, that's going to prevent anybody yeah, from doing anything. This is this was for men, obviously. Right. Um, but the Just treatment for, for female masturbation could even be more severe. They would do um, clitorectomy, <gasps> which is removing a woman's clitoris or clitoris. Unfortunately, that's still happening today in, in parts of countries. the world, yes. um, which we will not get into because I just get really fucking mad. Yeah. Again, prostitution was very common. Known as the great social evil, prostitution was rife in Victorian cities and actually became even more of a problem because Jack the Ripper was mm-hmm. out and about in 1888 and it even fueled the fire for even more of like, mm. it's just, it's bad. Yeah. Can't do it. It's a great social evil. You know, this is just like the way of like heaven, like punishing us. Yeah. You know, for doing that as a society. Jack the Ripper was born because people weren't jacking off enough. <laughs> or having prostitutes, right. having some sort of sexual relief in that way. Um, along with that, the Prime Minister Gladstone was renowned for his attempts to save prostitutes, although his motives were questioned by um, a lot of his colleagues. It says Gladstone manages to combine his missionary meddling with a keen appreciation of a pretty face. He has never been known to, res- to rescue any of our East End horrors, nor for that matter, it is easy to comp- contemplate his his rescuing an ugly woman. Okay. Nice. Um, this is a Victorian dildo. Looks nothing like a real penis. But... No. And it looks like it's made of some sort of ivory. Oh. Which is a little rhino horn. Right. <laughs> or an elephant horn, whatever, there's, or tusk, whatever you want to put. If there is no give in that material, that is going to be painful. Really painful. Yeah. Yeah. And there is no give in ivory. Sex toys were another form of something that started to become really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were carved into dildos um, or the form of a penis and have been around, obviously, since the dawn of time. But it was also not only was it for sexual um, pleasure, but also it was a s- form of curing hysteria. I've heard of this. Yeah. Where, so like they would see women... And I actually like heard an episode, heard a podcast episode from another show where they talked about like how 
we no longer want to use the word like hysterical because of the negative connotations that it had on women in the mm-hmm. past. Right. Because women who were human beings that were having human emotions were looked at as crazy because men were like, oh, I'm not going to show any emotions, but women were not afraid to feel and show their emotions. And so a way for them to like control these women were to essentially sexually assault them mm-hmm. with with toys that were prescribed by the doctor to do. And basically, it's just very uh, medieval Mm-hmm. But it's not of even a medieval times. It was literally just 200 years ago. It also makes me feel really uncomfortable because it seems to me that they got some sort of like sick pleasure out of it. Yeah. And sexually assault. Yeah. By sexually assaulting women and forcing them into an orgasm so that they would release the tension. Like, Which no, is she's also a human. funny too, because they believed that um, like if you didn't orgasm during sex, then you can't get pregnant. That was literally a belief that they had when I was doing my research. So it's very contradictory, all of this. That's a great way for men to be like, well, as long as you don't finish, then you can't get pregnant, but I'm going to go ahead and finish anyway. Yeah. So again, I find this really interesting, and I brought it up a couple times in the conversation, but Queen Victoria um, was really enthusiastic about sex with her husband. The outward says the outwardly dour monarch was obsessively in love with her consort Albert and wrote this diary entry about their wedding night. So this is what she wrote about their um, consummation. Okay. It was a gratifying and bewildering experience. I never, never spent such an evening. His excessive love and affection gave me feelings of heavenly love and happiness. He claps me in his arms and we kissed each other again and again. Well, he claps my cheek. He my cheekies. Yep. In contrast to the general beliefs of the time, Victoria was overwhelmingly in favor of physical affection, so long as it was between her and her beloved Albert. Um, indeed, some have, have gone so far as to describe her as a nymphomaniac wearing out her husband with her eagerness. Mm-hmm. I've, I heard, that I heard too. about that too. Oh, this does have um, some information about the Prince Albert. Okay. They can't be sure. They said that there are many tales of men having a dressing ring fitting in order to keep themselves tucked away in fashionable tight trousers. So you're right. Okay. Um, so it wasn't really a piercing. It would have just been something to tuck his genitals back. So like a ring. So maybe that's where they got the name for it. Okay. Dressing rings certainly existed. There are the reason. Um, they are the reason why old-fashioned tailors would ask which way a gentleman's dressed mm-hmm. when fitting him for trousers. Yep. Uh, I was asked that once mm-hmm. and I was like, pardon? He was like, yeah, do you dress to the left or to the right? And I was like, I just put on my clothes, buddy. And he was like, your penis, <laughs> do you put it on the left side or the right side? Yeah. And you're oh. like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, Like previous um, with the Royal family, the Prince of Wales owned a sex chair. The future King Edward VII, known as Bertie to his family, was so debauched in his behavior that his father, Prince Albert, so this is his son, Prince mm-hmm. Albert's son, reported and reported informed him, I knew that you were thoughtless and weak, but I could not think you depraved. Albert kicked or left his sick bed to visit Bertie after hearing tales of his consorting with actress Nellie Clifton. But during the trip, Albert caught a... Ch- caught a chill which may have hastened his death um and caused the fit why is this that's not what i want just kidding you can cut that out um going back to some of the uh, pornography um 
there was a secret roaring trade okay. of this. So this is, again, where it gets really, really popular. A lot of these came in manuals or some like pamphlets. And there was an estimated of 57 porn shops in just Hollywell Street, which is in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in 1834. Um, so this was described by the news or the Times newspaper as the most vile street in a civilized world. Mm-hmm. It was the center for pornography long before Soho developed its own reputation. Right. Yeah. Cute. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Um, one of the... I wonder what they're gonna I wonder what in two hundred years they're gonna look back on current day as. Like this rise of like self-produced porn of like OnlyFans just for fans, and then I don't even fucking know what they're gonna be doing in two hundred years from now. I bet we'll be so I bet we'll like revert backwards from that. Yeah. And be like, no, more celibacy. Yeah. I think about that sometimes too. In 1857, there was actually an Obscene Publications Act. Um, it, was, it was intended to drive out this illegal trade, but it simply drove it further underground with booksellers working under fake names to avoid detection. I feel like we're still experiencing that today in modern society. Yeah. Just hiding art and thinking it's other and, you know, anything else but that. Yeah. And it's the sex, um, not the sex trade, but sex work i think is getting a little bit more of like a renaissance now i mm-hmm. think that we're starting as a society to try to embrace it more mm-hmm. especially with like the talks of like it's okay to be a sex worker yeah like it's not looked at as basically you're just the low of the low yeah you know like it's still work and it's still valid right and you can't shame on sex workers and still watch free porn clips on <laughs> Pornhub. so like don't do it. Don't do it. Or I mean, do it, but don't be a dick. Don't. Use your dick properly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the episode. Use your dick properly. That's the T. <laughs> um, there was an, um, a quote that has always been like thrown around with Queen Victoria. Um, Lie back and think of England. Have you ever heard of that, that quote? So Lie when, back and think of England. So when Queen Victoria was about to wed albert her mother was basically like not prepared to like really talk to her about like what it looks like mm-hmm. on your night of you know consummating your marriage and apparently there was like this rumor that she said just lie back and think of england because it's doing your duty for your country <gasps> but apparently in my research she never really said that but it's clever though. Like just that lie back and think of England for your for your country as you're doing your civic duty and breeding. Gross. Isn't that gross? Yes. So in the the pamphlets that I talked that I mentioned, there is a, a quote in there that I wanted to read because I thought it was really funny. Okay. It is from a woman named Aunt Epp. She said, Sex is like bread. What would life be without it? A dull business indeed. <gasps> That is tattoo worthy. Do you know how much I love bread? I know. I love bread. I know. Sex is like bread. <laughs> Without it, life would be what? Dull. She's not wrong. She's so right. <laughs> um, so restrictive social codes indeed prevented explicit discussion of sex and polite company while common morality held that act itself to be solely for rep- procreation just to kind of like sum everything up we have just the women being forced to 
act a certain way. And this is where we begin to see sex and women start to, it's almost like they're, they have some freedom, but then they start to pull away again. Mm -hmm. And it kind of creates like the foundation of how women, they're too like delicate to talk about it or to act on it. But in the privacy of their own home, it's okay. So it's just like this double standard. Right. They're too delicate to talk about sex with, but they're not too delicate to rape. Sorry. Yeah. That's going to cut out. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all, it's very contradictory. We have this way to act in public and to be like this facade of society and how you should act. And then behind closed doors and underground with all this pornography, like we have a completely different story. So I thought it was really interesting to see kind of like where that stems from, because I, again, I feel like we kind of experience that now in -hmm. certain ways, Mm -hmm. because knowing a whole lot, like knowing a lot about the 18th century and how sex was looked at and perceived Mm -hmm. and talked about, it was a lot more open. Like, this is what it is. There's no like hiding it. Yeah. But then the Victorian era, it's more like, again, like you should act like this and you should be proper. Right. But and all in all, like we're not going to put our money where our mouth is with that. So. Wow. Thank you so much for bringing that to the table. Thanks. Um, I had two things that I wanted to bring up to tell you and the people that I forgot to mention. Britney Spears. <laughs> oh boy. Her new book comes out the week that this episode comes out. Oh, yeah. And trigger warning for um, losing a child. Um, but she had an abortion. Mm-hmm. I heard which, about that. When she was with Justin. Reason 1654 that we don't like Justin Timberlake. Their song came out. Yeah. Right? Do you like it? Um, well, when I first heard it, I didn't know it was them. I thought it was a K-pop group. No kidding. I'm excited for you to be excited. I know. Like, it sounds just like a fucking Justin song. Yeah. It sounds just yeah. like a Justin Timberlake song. Well, it was playing at the salon, and I was like, wow, K-pop is really making a big <laughs> moment here in America. No, it wasn't K-pop. It was NSYNC. I'm so excited to see you excited. And I, I was listening to it, and I was just like, oh, I can't wait to hear JC. And then I heard him. I was like, oh, thank God. His voice is so beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that the world spins faster. Faster, faster, faster. Cute. All right. Well, that's all we have time for today, folks. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for doing the research today and bringing Thanks. up Victorian sex. Um, uh, We will post some of those photos on our Instagram page. And I'm also going to have you send me some of those photos as well. And I'm going to blur out some of the naughty bits. Like the titties. And put them on our IG account. Great. The non-hacked IG account. Great. <laughs> can you get on our IG account? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can get on ours. Okay. Um, But yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us this week, you guys. We love you so much. And next week, we're going to be finishing out the first year with um some spooky Halloween bullshit. <laughs> So I hope that you are looking forward to that. And again, if you have any Halloween stories that you want to send in or ghost stories or anything of those sorts, you can write us in at uh, typicallydivergentpod at gmail.com. And um, did you have anything else you want to say before we sign out? 
No. Okay. <laughs> so thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. We love you so much. We love you very much. And uh, you'll see us next Monday. And this is us signing out. Bye. Bye.